Welcome to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. Prepare your heart for laughter and tears as we share the unpolished stories of the homeless and hurting, hope and transformation. Here is your host, Director of the Union Gospel Mission, Pastor Tim Lane. Thank you guys for joining uh, us today. I have Hannah back from last week. And if you listened to last week, you could hear the sweetness and the kindness and the intelligence that this young lady possesses. Yes, I'm trying to see if I can make her blush, even though you guys can't see her. But uh, the reality is, though, that sometimes you have people that God has just sent your way and I have been blessed over the course of the years to get people in there that became family that Mm. I could tell God had sent. As a matter of fact, Hannah's immediate supervisor is Eileen Trussell, and I hired her about 11 years ago, and uh, I had interviewed like five or six people. I, she was at the very tail end of it. She had been recommended actually she had come in here to the radio station with another ministry, and and uh, she had said, well, I'm kind of looking for a job. And I had just told Ann that I needed an executive assistant. And so God put us together, and from the minute I met her, I said, oh, this is the one. So I took a very trusted employee and friend named Robin. And I said, Robin, I need you to meet this woman. And she said, Pastor, you know, we've already kind of decided that this other person, I said, well, come and meet this woman, okay? So we drove out and we met her at an IHOP with the board president who said to me, well, what do you need me to look? I said, I just want you guys' opinion. Mm-hmm. So we sat down and And I got back in the car with Robin, and Robin looked at me and said, Pastor, she's the one. And then Robin and and she became very good friends. And so she moved from being my executive assistant, which, you know, yes, you're all saying a secretary, right? And she was that, and she still does a lot of those things for me, but she expanded that role then to office manager. Mm then to development director, and she started putting all the fingers out to social media and started to change the complexion of the mission, and she is a godly woman. Mm -hmm. Uh, Her kids and her husband became good friends of mine. Uh, I think of her daughters like like my nieces, and so uh, she she just expanded it to where she is actually the development director. She runs the office. Uh, she Hannah works for her. Jed mm-hmm. works for her. Greg works for her. She does the volunteering uh, coordination. Stephen Jared does the ministry volunteer uh, coordination, but she does all the other coordination. And so Scott Holman I was gonna. Hi- I was set to hire this one woman whose credentials were wonderful, and uh, Robert Briggs had asked of of uh, Emmanuel Baptist Church if I'd interview Scott. So I said okay, and one of our employees was talking to me and said okay, but you know we're we're gonna we were gonna hire this woman probably this I can't remember her name. I said yeah, but here's the deal. 
I'm going to at least bring this guy out here because I'm never going to interview anybody if they don't have a chance. That's, mm. It's not a matter of wasting my time. It's, it's unkind and unfair to give somebody an interview when they don't have a prayer of getting that job. It's, it's just wrong. And, these, and you're talking about people who are trying to find a job somewhere. Sure. So Scott came in. And it was almost the same thing. I interviewed him. Then I came and I interviewed him one other time. And being a Baptist, yes, I interviewed him at a restaurant too. (laughs) And uh, I remember saying to Scott, so tell me something. If you don't get this job, how's that going to be for you? He said, well, he said, you know, God is sovereign or something to that effect. He said, I'll probably cry a little bit about it because I really wanted to come here. But I knew he was the one, and you see what he has done mm-hmm. to the finance department. Yeah. He has revamped it, and it it runs like a machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Matthew, who assists him, we talked last week, mm-hmm. who interviewed uh, for the position you yes. originally interviewed Yes. <laughs> and he is, he's a one-take wonder. Mm-hmm. You tell him to do something, and he gets it. So... Jed had graduated our program 17 years ago. He came in just to volunteer, and I finally asked him, hey, would you consider coming to work for us? And he works for Eileen now. Yep. So a lot of those things, right, come Mm -hmm. together. And so, Hannah, I would like to ask, last week we talked about how you found the mission and Mm -hmm. everything, but could you tell me just a little bit about how God came to call you? Not to the mission, just call you. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to. Um, I had the the privilege of growing up in a Christian household. Uh, My parents are first-generation Christians in in their families. Um, They were both saved later on in life. And so church, you know, reading the Bible, praying with my parents, I have— I mean, those are my childhood memories. It's not just that I have them. It's kind of what... They are them. That, yeah, that, that is what my child, a lot of my childhood memories uh, are really about. Um, and specifically, I have... So my mom, she had four children, Lord bless her, under five, or five and under. So my oldest sister to my youngest brother, we were five years old and under. There's four of us. Wow. I know. I don't know how she did it. Um so she's a saint (laughs) right no she right she is um so we were also you know we were signed up for lots of vbs's over the summer oh yeah and looking back now it wasn't like it was just the one church that we went to we went to their vbs we went to like all the vbs's in town vbs's that's a you know southern baptists love those Mm -hmm. vbs's yep yep and people people come to know the lord there yeah well that that is Totally true. And I also think, you know, moms with lots of little kids love VBSs over yeah, the they summer. Do. <laughs> so um, I was in lots of them and I loved going up to um, pray the prayer, right? Because that's a huge part of VBS, either, you know, at the end of the week or during the week, they do kind of an altar call. And, you know, this is no fault of any VBSs. I've done lots of them and I think that I've led some of them and I think they're great. But, you know, sometimes there's a little prize or a, a little package yeah. that you get when yeah. you go up and you receive yeah, Christ. Exactly. And so I was kind of, I think, a habitual, you know, acceptor. altar call acceptor. <laughs> yeah, I, I just loved doing it. And so I can't pinpoint 
when and how genuine my feelings were around, you know, confessing and accepting Christ. Um, but it was a part of my life, my, this understanding of, you know, oh, I, I want to go down. I want to accept Christ. However, I, I don't, I can't say how genuine it was when I was younger because of maybe the ulterior motivations of a prize or, you know, going up to a leader who was up there that was my favorite or something, you know, something along those lines. I was young. Um, but it wasn't until I think probably eighth grade, I was homeschooled. And then in eighth grade, I went to a Christian school and I really just started to see peers whose faith was their own. And I don't think that I had, a, I don't think I had realized how much of my faith was you know, because it's what my family believed. Tradition. Tradition, yeah. And that's not to say that I didn't, I, I was, I, you know, I genuinely loved church. I liked going, I liked learning about God. And I think I always felt like I knew him. But I wouldn't say that I was reliant on him daily or that I really understood my position in the kingdom of heaven at that point. Amen. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I just, I didn't, I didn't have that assurance and I didn't have sure. that, that understanding. And so, um, in the eighth grade, I made my final confession and profession of faith. And since then, you know, I, I feel like it, it, it really took, it stuck that last time I was <laughs> done, um, after that, but I was, you know, alone in my room and just reading my Bible and praying and just wanted my life to be led and governed by the Lord. Um, there, there's the key. Yeah, and and I, you know, it's kind of indescribable the shift that that does take place in your yep. heart. Um, just what the desires of the heart that that change. And I think you know the Bible says that um, you know that when you abide, regeneration. In, yeah, the regeneration, and when you abide in Christ, and when you ask your Father for good things like he's a good father to you and so um i think you know in eighth grade the desires of my heart just shifted towards knowing god and he reveals himself to you he's a good father who does that he he wants to be known by his children and so um i, I would say in eighth grade is really when my faith took root and bore fruit um and i came to understand and know and and love and want to continue to grow in christ amen yeah you know what? Uh, and therein lies the truth of the regeneration of mm. this, the replacing of the the heart of stone mm. with a beating heart. I cannot picture that Hannah was ever anything besides a kind young woman. <laughs> but kind young women and good people, many of them are lost mm -hmm. as the rest of humanity is. Mm -hmm. One of the problems I've always had is when people walk down an aisle, you have no idea if what that profession is right. is is true. Sure. First of all, nobody comes to the Father unless they be drawn by God. Mm -hmm. And so one of the big fears that I've always had is that many people have walked down an aisle, given a uh, set of few words repeated after somebody, and believe that they are assured of salvation— and they go off just as lost as they were before, mm -hmm. only now even worse because they don't even know they're lost. Right. And for those of you that might be criticizing what I just said right now, listen, I don't know when a person is at an aisle or whether they're in their room or mm -hmm. whether they're at a beach or 
or where God calls him. I know that that people have been called from every different kind of place. Mm. But just to repeat the words somebody else says doesn't save you. Mm -hmm. Going to church and sitting, and I used to love this saying, sitting in a pew every Sunday doesn't make you a Christian any more than sitting in the produce uh, section of Rayleigh's (laughs) makes you a kumquat. And yeah. uh, since Hannah is shops at Rayleigh's like I do. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But so that's what I really want to convey to people mm-hmm. is that there is a transformation that takes mm-hmm. place. And your spirit, the spirit of God will testify to your spirit. Mm-hmm. This is a real deal. Yeah. And then when that conversion takes place, guess what? You are not trying to serve God for salvation your desire has changed mm-hmm. to want to, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you, can you, you, you were kind of alluding to the dynamic change in your soul mm. when that really took place, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's, it's palpable, isn't mm-hmm. it? I mean, you can feel it. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And I think, I think probably one of the, the areas that I noticed it it shift the most in is just having a hunger for the word of God and for just understanding that my life is being lived right by him. You know, that, that I am living according to the call that he's placed on my life. And I don't think I thought much about that before, before being saved. I kind of, you know, I was checking off a lot of boxes, kind of like you were saying, going to church, my family, you know, we prayed together. We prayed every night at dinner. My parents, you know, they were always going to home groups and I was always in, you know, a, a different types of childcare settings. Which are all was, good works. Yeah, they were. And, but I never really thought about myself as an independent person living my life unto the Lord. It was always like I was along for the ride um, and happy to be on that ride. You know, I there was no pushback for me about it. But when I experienced salvation yeah. and came to a new understanding of God the Father, my Father, God, and His Son, who is my Savior, there was just a difference in how I wanted to respond to that and how yeah. I how I saw that I, you know, I needed to respond to that and wanted to. And and I think that, you know, sometimes that's an intangible, it's kind of an intangible thing to describe, but um, really just kind of a hunger and thirst for him, for righteousness, for knowing and understanding and being in the word. Um, those are kind of the biggest soul changes. And then you know, the Bible says scripture is God breathed and it's, you know, it's profitable for all of these things and, yeah, and life trans- proof and all of it. Yeah. And, and for, you know, the man of God to be made complete, yes. right? That's what scripture is, is profitable for. And, um, and so, yeah, it, it just, it does transform you. And I think it's sometime there are parts of me still need to be transformed no. every day, oh, every day. Please. My goodness. Um, so, you know, it, it hasn't stopped. It's every day there is transformation to, to take place in my heart, in my life, in my mind, but he, he completes the good work that he started in us and praise God for that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to your point, I can't tell you how many times I've thought, 
Lord, here I am back again Mm -hmm. with the same old things, Mm -hmm. doing the same old things, failing you one more time, but not with the idea that, Lord, I know I'm going to hell now. Right. Uh, And the things that you do after salvation, are you any more saved today than you were when you first came to Christ? No. Right? No. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Does he love you any more today than he did then? No. No. Nope. Does he love you any less when you fail him? No. Mind-boggling, but no. <laughs> it is mind-boggling because we we have little perimeters mm-hmm. around our lives, and if you do this, mm-hmm. I will like you. And if right. you don't do this, I will not. If you do this, I'll love you. If you don't do that, I won't love you. Mm-hmm. God doesn't function like that, Mm-mm. and neither should we, by the way. Yeah. Um, so, but it is a whole different thing. And to your point, you said that you can't really describe it exactly, mm-hmm. and that's because I don't think unless you experience it, you can possibly understand it. Mm-hmm. Because when it says you are saved unto good works, you're not saved and you have this obligation, I've got to do these good works. But there is a transformational shift in, in who you are. Mm-hmm. And now that's the desire. You know, that's, that's something that people have said to me. Well, God said he'd give me the desires of my heart. Mm-hmm. He did say that. But guess what? What you don't understand is he takes you. He transforms you. Mm-hmm. And when he's transformed you and your desires are brand new and your desires are towards him, then he gives you the desires of your heart. Mm, Because the desires of a true believer's heart is found in Christ Jesus, right? Right. What did Paul say? For me to live is Christ Mm -hmm. and to die is gain. And he meant that. Mm -hmm. You know? Hey, you know what? If I'm living, I'm living for Christ and I want to tell everybody about it. And that's good for you, but for me, it'd be better if I died because then I'd get to go home. Yeah. So, um, so how long ago was it that that you you felt that actual experience? Yeah, um, I was thirteen, so about thirteen years ago. Oh, Twenty six nice. just revealed my age there. <laughs> yes, you did. Um. So yeah, thirteen years. Um. And kind of like what you were saying, there are times when you feel like, man, I'm I'm almost back where I started, right? And you're like, oh Lord. Um. <laughs> yeah. But you know, something one a, a verse that has always stuck out to me. Um, is in First Samuel. I was probably reading it when I was younger because First Samuel is the story of Hannah which I probably, yes. you know, read that a lot because of that reason. But the verse um, that's obey the Lord and um, fear him always remember the good things he's done for you, oh, right? Man. So in 13 years, there have been a lot of good things that the Lord has done for me. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been a good 13 years. You know what? Uh, the only regret that I truly have is that I did not come to Christ earlier. Mm. I did not serve him better. Um, that goes for everything in my life. You know, I, I mean, I don't know why anybody would ever spend 20 years supposedly following Christ and then say, well, 
this just isn't working out. Mm-hmm. But of course, in uh, to me, that doesn't happen. If mm-hmm. you spend 20 years in church and then walk away from Christ for a lifetime, you never knew Jesus. Right. You can't walk away from from that kind of grace. You know, it, it truly is irresistible grace. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, and not only that, but if I look back at my life, every good thing that ever came came from the Lord, really. You yeah. know, including my lovely wife of mm-hmm. 47 years, even mm-hmm. though we weren't believers when we met, you know. He knew what he was doing. Yep. So um, do you have any regrets about being a Christian? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, certainly not. Certainly not. It is, um, I mean, it, it really, being a Christian, it's so funny to just, regrets about being a Christian. It's almost like I can't think of myself apart from, exactly. from being a Christian. It's, exactly. You know, it's it's hard to even, you know, regrets about being a Christian and it kind of feels like regrets about being me, you know, because it's one, because you have union with Christ and it's, so yeah, it's, that's a, almost, that question kind of almost caught me off guard to think about. <laughs> well, I, I totally understand because I was driving along and I was thinking, and I, I mentioned this to somebody, I said, you know, it's it's a funny thing, but I started thinking about believers mm-hmm. that I knew mm-hmm. and that we're really family. Mm-hmm. I mean, you and I kind of have that same kind of look, kind of we that do. Irish look, yes. right? <laughs> However, I can look at a, a brother or sister of any color, and I know they are blood of my blood because mm-hmm. we're the blood of the faith, right? Yeah. And just like the Jews were a certain people, and these are a certain people. We are a fellowship of believers. Mm-hmm. And it may cost us our jobs. It might cost us our freedom. It might cost us our lives someday to be a believer. But we yeah. we can't deny who we are because to deny who we are would, would be to try to deny uh, our very existence. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not like an optional thing. Right, right. <laughs> you know, well, I could walk away. No, I can't walk yeah. away. <laughs> yeah. you know, God said that nobody can snatch me out of his hands. Mm-hmm. And I'm a somebody. I can't even snatch me out of his hands. Yeah. Not if you're truly born again. Mm-hmm. Because you can't go back and be unborn. Right. So I don't know. <laughs> I, I would choose no other life than the Christian life. Yeah. Got one minute. Anything you'd like to say to these lovely people? No, it's it's been a pleasure to be on and have um, you a back blessing. soon. Yeah, I'd be happy to. Happy to. We're gonna have you both back. Uh, we're gonna have you. Uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna have Eileen come in with Yay. you one day, <laughs> and then we're gonna talk about some of the new strategies that both of you are, yeah. uh, you know, are formulating. And uh, let me tell you something, uh, they, are, they are working all the time and not working in the sense of, oh, I got to get this done. Sometimes there's that. Sometimes. <laughs> but there's also a, uh, a, just a plethora of creativity that's mm-hmm. going on, and it's a new energizing kind of feel. Mm-hmm. And so I think you guys, uh, you were in a meeting for like three hours today, it seemed <laughs> like. Maybe know. one, maybe one hour. So... Uh, <laughs> I still keep control of the creative part of 
of the commercials, but mm-hmm. these guys are doing the rest. <laughs> All right. Well, until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. You've been listening to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. If your heart's been touched and you want to know more about the work of the mission, log on to UGMSAC.com, UGMSAC.com. To donate clothing, food, time, or financial help, call 916-447-3268, 916-447-3268. Thank you so much for listening. Join us again next week at the same time for Voices from the Street.